Good morning and welcome back. This is Stephanie Fetterman and this is the Grow and Grief podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Today we are going to talk about church hurt. Um, I feel like this is so important to talk about because I feel like one of the things that I hear so much is how like people giving their reasons as to why they left the left left going to church maybe grew up in the church and then just walked away because of xyz and i kind of want to address that a little bit i really feel like this is something that i i really do need to talk about because there's so much value in being around other believers and not being isolated and um you know sharpening one another and being part of that unit and i just want to share my experience a little bit because i actually do have some experience with said church hurt um but not going into too much detail but i do want to say that something happened something took place i was not involved in it but because of my relationship with the person that was involved in it I felt ostracized from our church and I felt like when I, after everything went down and I came back to our church, one person, my best friend was the only one that said anything to me. And I just felt that because of my relationship with this person that I was no longer welcome at our church. And so I stepped away from going to church for probably about eight or until it was until well after I met my husband. Um, I think we were engaged when we started going to church together. And so it had been, I would say from probably like 2000 until 2006, maybe. Um, so about six years and like I said, I didn't do anything, but because of my relationship to this person, I really felt like I was ostracized from our church. And I remember leaving that particular Sunday and just being like, I'm never coming back. And with the exception of my friend's wedding and her mom's funeral, I did not go back to that church. Um, I did not feel welcome. And I honestly, I was just very, very hurt. And one of the things that went through my mind, and here's here is, I think, one of the greatest lies of the enemy to people that are in this situation. It is, well, they sin too. So what, why are they acting like they're all perfect? And I think that it kind of creates this spirit of offense. And, and we just tend to partner with that. We want to be offended and I think the root of that oftentimes is pride um and I think that we just kind of like latch onto this offense and say well I'm not going to go back because they did blah 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 never once taking into account the benefits that like the benefit that church is for us like we tend to just throw that out the window um, and say, well, that doesn't matter. They did blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I'm like, that is such 
such a lie because, you know, if we are part of a body, like, are you going to want to be, you know, walking down the street with your toe, like, five miles away? No, like, you're going to need your toes. Like, we are all so important to the body of Christ. And if we are not working together as a one unit, one body, then we're less effective. And also, it's creates room for the enemy to come in and draw us away from God. I can tell you from my experience during that season where I was away from from God, from the church, I was in situations, I was in you know, surrounding myself with people that did not draw me closer to God. If anything, they pulled me further away. And there were probably situations that I should never have even been in, but because I had allowed this offense to dictate my relationship with God, um, it created that wedge. And I just kind of want to bring up one one of the misconceptions that I, I think that people have with Christians. People think that because you're Christian that you should be perfect. And so they will justify not believing in God because Christians aren't perfect and they mess up too. So what's the point? Here's the thing. When you become a believer, when you become a Christian, you still carry the same baggage. You still carry the same trauma. You still carry the same hurt. You still carry the same past, but now you have somebody to help you work all of that out. And unless you are proactive in working these pieces out of your life or working sin out of your life, it's still just sitting there. But once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to deal with this and then you work this piece out or I'm going to deal with this part of sin and you work that piece out, now you are taking steps forward and working your faith out. But we were never meant to be perfect. And because if we were perfect, we wouldn't need God to meet us in our imperfectness, imperfections. Um to so we're we're here's where we're at when we bring Jesus when Jesus comes into our life God sees us through the lens of Jesus who was perfect we're not perfect but God sees us through that lens so in God's eyes we are perfect but in each other's eyes we see all of our flaws we see each other's flaws and here's the thing if we are looking at God through the lens of believers, non-believers, people in general, I think we're always going to be disappointed because we are not perfect. And but God is. And I think oftentimes there's just this huge I don't know if the best way to say it is misconception or just like disconnect because while God is perfect, we are not. And we were never, like I said, we were never meant to be perfect. And I think that it's so 
easy to almost judge God that because people are not perfect, he must not be. But that's totally inaccurate. That's totally false. And when we take a step back and realize that as individuals, we're likely going to miss the mark, I feel like we're less likely to be disappointed. Because if we have these crazy high expectations of Christians, believers, and they don't meet that mark, we are so disappointed, we are so easily offended, we are so hurt, and it it breeds room for division. And, you know, I just want to say, like, I think that what the body of Christ is supposed to do is so beautiful. Like, we are supposed to help each other be the best version of ourselves and be truly who God created us to be. And it's so... Like, Satan's not dumb. Like, he really tries hard to destroy and pervert this beautiful thing that God created and this body of I mean if you even think about the human body how intricately it works together to function properly and I mean if you think about that imagine how much more effective the body of Christ would be if we were all just like silencing the voice of the enemy, not not partnering with the spirit of offense, not partnering with being offended and just rather than, you know, walking away or saying so-and-so hurt me so I'm gone or I'm not going to talk to them anymore, whatever it is. Imagine if we gave people the same grace that we want given to us. Like, just imagine how much better the body of Christ could function properly if we were all doing our part, if we were all sharing that same grace with one another and just being who we were created to be. Um, I think that the the big C church would just be unstoppable. But again, there is that that deeply rooted I I truly believe that it it's stem it stems from pride. I think that we oftentimes and I'm speaking for myself here, I often and I and I really do think it's a, a a pride issue think well you know my expectations were up here and they didn't you know they didn't meet my expectations and then so I'm I'm upset I'm hurt I'm offended because somebody didn't meet my expectations and thinking that you know again I'm just speaking for myself thinking that well I I should have done it better, you know, or I could have done it better. And I really think that oftentimes it's such a pride issue. And 
I, I almost think that pride and offense go hand in hand. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, so I think also taking, like I said, taking that step back and looking at the bigger picture, like looking at from a different perspective where if we were to just meet people with grace and be quick to forgive, just like we would want God to quickly forgive us, then there's really no room for that offense. There's really no room for, you know, pride to get in there or our flesh to get in the way. Um, and like, imagine how much better this world and the church as a whole could be if we, you know, just put our nose to the ground and just did what we're supposed to do and not, not allow the, truly the, you know, the lies, the lies, the enemy to create that offense. So that kind of wraps up this episode. It's super short. Um, but I really felt like I needed to talk about church hurt because I feel like it's super easy to be offended by somebody. It's super easy to hold people to a much higher standard than they were ever meant to be held to. And it's super easy to just allow that spirit of offense to kind of pull us away from God. And like I said, I can say from my personal experience, like I was in situations and that were that did nothing but pull me away from God. And so I learned a lot in that season though. I learned that we all mess up and we all need grace and we all need forgiveness. And if I allow other people's actions to dictate my relationship with God, then I'm screwed. <laughs> Simply put, I am screwed. Um, because at the end of the day, like we need to, we are accountable for our actions and, or our inaction. Um, and I think that, you know, when we just focus on God and make him be the main thing and surrender offense, surrender pride, then we at least will not be liable for our inactions or inaction. So that's kind of it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you all in the new year. Have a good day. Remember, goodbyes are not guaranteed. I hope that this podcast watered your life so you can grow in grief today. If you have something that you would like to bring to my attention for us to talk about on this podcast, please email me at growingrief at gmail.com. Thank you.